So this is um, the first of a series of stories of resilience that we're going to be doing. And we're starting with the beautiful Stacey today. Um, and we're just going to be um, sharing, you know, we all go through junk and stuff in our life, but it's the way that we go through it and the way that we react to it and respond to it that makes us resilient. So she's been generous enough to share a portion of her story with us tonight. Um, and that's something that I think is so powerful that we could all walk away with some nuggets of wisdom from. So I want to give you a little space to introduce yourself <laughs> and then we'll go. <laughs> okay. Uh, hi everyone. Uh, my name is Stacy, and I'm from a little island in Asia called Singapore. I think many of you know about Singapore from crazy rich Asians, right? I'm not a crazy rich Asian. I'm not rich. Maybe crazy. <laughs> anyway, um, I, I, I mean, this, the topic that we're going to be talking about is uh, resilience. And uh, the topic of resilience was actually something very new to me. Um, I only discovered it in 2017. Uh, that's when I... Uh, enlisted myself in the School of Positive Psychology here in Singapore. And um, I actually attended a two-day workshop on resilience with Dr. Ilona, uh, Dr. Iona, Iona Bonniewell. Yes, okay. okay. I have to say the name right. And um, that's when, you know, uh, I started to understand resilience as a strength and how to spot that in everyday life because yeah it is it is a strength it is key it is it is something that goes unnoticed also if you don't know uh what you're looking for yeah okay i talked too much i had a lot of coffee no <laughs> okay so so yeah that that starts to touch on a little bit um of my first question is what does resilience mean to you so if you were to define it in your own words how would you define resilience Right. Okay. So, um, resilience is, uh, like, uh, if you Google it, right. So it, it says that it's the affable quality of, uh, being able to get back up from life when you've been knocked down. But because I'm more of a visual romantic person, every time I hear the word resilience, then I think about riding on a horse. Some, somehow I have this image of riding on a horse and then while we're riding down on um, the beach, something will happen. Like the horse will, will have some kind of knee-jerk reaction or some sort. And then I'll get knocked off and then I'll end up on the sand. A soft landing, hopefully. <laughs> so, um, and, and for me, resilience is actually the challenge of trying to get back up on that horse. Uh, reason being, I'm quite short. I'm vertically challenged. So, getting back short, up on that short, horse... Short. I'm I'm 1.5 meters, so that's quite tiny. Oh. And and usually, you know, usually horses are like quite tall. And yeah, it's it's a I've I've tried getting back on a horse before, and I I remember how like tough it was. So yeah, so resilience to me um is basically getting knocked down or getting yeah well fall off, knocked down, anything to go like downwards. But the important part is picking oneself up and getting back up again. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And I love that 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 metaphor too, because it's 
everything could be picture perfect and romantic and you know horse riding along the beach like that sounds beautiful but Mm -hmm. stuff happens and we fall down and it's our desire in that that reaction and that just drive to get back up again and not stay down so yeah i love i love that my next question is when did you begin to realize or just in general how resilient you are if you feel comfortable sharing one of the key moments for you um yeah i've 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 um well i i didn't really know um about uh resilience until like a, a year ago like i said um i have i have quite a few moments if i really had to think back like um highlighting a few moments but I think for the purpose of of today's sharing um um yeah um I'll just I'll just come be vulnerable and share with everybody what's been happening so um one key one key moment uh would be that about six months ago I was actually married right um like I'm 37, so married, no children, Um, but I I had the husband, I had the ring, I had the love nest, I had a home, a beautiful place, and um, we were just like starting to build some conversations about uh, starting up a family, and during this time, um, I realized that I was actually dealing with some of my own demons with regards to starting a family. Um, and and um, I pushed on because I decided that if I do want to grow up and get ahead in life, then I can't live in fear, right? Yes. So I went to therapy. Yeah, I can't live in fear. It's really related to that. But, but I'm actually a naturally like quite... Um, fearful person like I I do have a a bit of a negative schema when it comes to these things so um I try I try very hard not to give in and I try to be rational and and stuff like that so anyway um um we we had a really we had a really good relationship it looked like you know the perfect kind of relationship on Instagram he loves me I adore him right and um, something happened. Um, something happened from the period of January to April, and uh, it seemed like um, the relationship wasn't as solid as as it seemed, and it felt it felt very shaky. I didn't really know what was going on, and after a while, I began to uh, be a little bit suspicious. And eventually, I found out that. Uh, yeah, he was actually having an affair. And uh, obviously, my world broke and crashed. And um, it was it was hard. Yeah. It was hard to, um, yeah, accept. So I spent a lot of time on the floor <laughs> crying in disbelief, in denial, in sadness, Um yeah, so much crying, so much crying. My eyes were like so swollen. <laughs> mm-hmm. It was, it was, it was painful. Um, and it's, it's and... reminding me of that metaphor you were even sharing just a few min- minutes ago. Like everything looked picture perfect, everything was storybook, and then all of a sudden you fall off the horse and you're on the ground, thinking, "How do I get back up from here?" 
Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm on the floor looking like, how am I going to get back to who I used to be? And how much is life going to change now? Because while while all that's happening, I'm also grappling with, um, I'm grappling with like, um, well, I'm, I'm looking at my own demons right there on the floor and I'm realizing like, oh, okay, maybe I chased perfection too much or uh, maybe, you know, I, I, I was uh, dealing with tons of self-worth and self-doubt and I didn't know who I was uh, for a while there. My entire identity was, um, I, I, I was basically really confused about my, my personal identity because I played the role of a filial daughter, a, a good wife. So, um, and I'm a type A kind of person. So I fit very well into boxes, right? And, and I had to deal with not being in that box anymore. Um, I had to deal with that insecurity of, of my identity being completely shaken and, um, Thank God I was already in therapy because if I hadn't been in therapy, I, I swear um, I, I wouldn't have figured out how to um, talk about. Um, yeah, even find the words to express what you were going through. Yes. And, and, and also like because um, I attended the School of Positive Psychology, um, I learned a lot before about uh, a flourishing life, uh, having PERMA, like the the Martin Seligman's uh, PERMA, flourishing life. So I, I wrote that down on my wall and I was like, I, I need to get back. I need to get back there. But um, I, I don't know how I'm going to do that. But I just wrote it down and I have like post-its on my wall, like post-its on yeah. my wall. Yeah, you know, just to, just to keep me on track and yes. and make sure that I'm I'm always moving. Yes, that's a very common technique, by the way. Yeah, ah, just okay, having those good, good. those visual reminders of the self talk because we need to change our self talk a lot of times. When we get stuck in that low place, it's those negative thoughts that keep repeating to ourselves, like "Oh, you're a failure," or "Oh, you're worthless," or "Oh, you're unloved," and all of those things, and so. A lot of the times, like, you know, doing exactly what you're doing is a very common intervention that, that we teach just to mm -hmm. trigger your mind to start a new thought pattern. Cool. I tried the rubber band one. That didn't work for me. <laughs> you know, yeah. the, the reminder where you wear a rubber band and you snap yourself to like, hey, yeah. don't go down that path. Yeah. I tried that. Didn't work. Yeah. It hurt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a fan of that one. So, so continue, um, how, so that, how, so you were sharing about the low, right? Like how low you had gotten, when did you start realizing your resilience at, at that point in your life, which was recently? Well, um, yeah, um, I, 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 um, well, yeah, so, so I was really low, um, and, I actually went as far as to, um, okay, so so a little bit of context here. Uh, the word polyamory or poly, polyamory, polyamorous relationship uh, right. was actually brought up, yeah, was brought up by the ex. And um, I, 
I thought I was being brave. <laughs> so I actually went to research uh, on the word polyamorous relationships. And I tried to see um, if this could be, you know, something that I could uh, live with or accept or have a part of. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it was part of me trying to figure out if this was how I was going to get back up on the horse right. to be open-minded, right? Um, of course, many people will be screaming now, like, no, no, or yes, you should. Um, so it, it's really like, uh, dependent on, on myself. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah. So I, I did try to be open-minded and do, um, research and I listened to something Esther Perel, um, one of right. the married therapists. She, mm-hmm. she actually, uh, is quite open-minded about, about. Uh, open relationships and how mm-hmm. one partner blah 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 so anyway if if you're actually interested you can go and google yeah, her but for me her work. Mm-hmm. so based on based on that um i was actually starting to see myself a little bit resilient already meaning that the ideas that um that were coming to me to see how i could pick myself up and choosing the path for myself to move forward that was one hint uh, that I got. And then after a while, I was trying to figure out whether it was aligned with who I was as a person. Does it fit with my values? Because um, <clears throat> one thing I know about myself that will not be taken away from me, my identity, is that I'm a value-based person. So when I make decisions, I'm constantly, yes, <laughs> I'm constantly thinking with my, with my values to make sure that it's um, aligned with me, uh, that, it, that everything I do is performed with integrity. It takes a little bit of time, but yes, uh, integrity, kindness, compassion. Um, and I'll, I'll always check with uh, my social like, uh, group to see support circle or my family um, how it might affect them positively or negatively and weigh that out. So, yes, I'm a values-based person. So I tried to see, you know, if this was something that I could live with uh, or do. And after a while, I was like, mm, no, this this isn't what I vision for myself. Like, if I were to be in a relationship, I want that commitment. Uh, I'm not selfish. I just expect commitment because for a while... Um, Someone said I was selfish. And I was like, no, I, I don't feel like I'm being selfish. And um, it, it was a confusing period there thereof. Um, and so, so was that the narrative kind of being placed on you by other people? Like because you weren't agreeing to go along with this open relationship or polyamory, then you were being labeled as selfish? Mm-hmm. But it was only being labeled by one person. Okay. The yeah. Ex- so, yeah, okay. of course, right? Okay. <laughs> yeah. And so were, so were you able to kind of see through that and be consistent with your own beliefs and, and values? Or was that something that you kind of felt um, were kind of rocked by as well? Well, I, I think it was for a while um, because I was also torn between the idea of love and commitment. And um, I wanted to be loved so badly that I kind of looked, there was a point where I looked even beyond the betrayal because like, hey, 
hey, hey, hey, listen here. Like I was, I was telling self-talk. I was telling myself like, hey, listen here. Like this polyamory is something that we would move forward on. But look back and try to recognize that there was something that was done really wrongly to me. Right, right, right. And and like um, I needed help to realize this. So I had my, my friends, my support circle, like remind me most of the time that at, at the end of the day, it is not just about moving forward. It's about recognizing what, what has actually happened. And what it yeah. is and accepting yes. that what happened. Correct. Happened. Yeah. Yep. So um, the story I think started to change uh, for myself, the self-talk started to change <clears throat> the moment that I recognized that moving forward at this point was at, at that point wasn't the key. It was more about accepting what, what had happened. And from there, um, it was a little bit easier to, um, I won't say exactly feel resilient, but that was the anchor point. Um, of 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 actually dealing with the entire healing process yeah that that would have been the beginning to, okay. to... <clears throat> so, oh and and one more thing yeah and um I want, one more thing what that i actually also um realized uh was that i have a big ego um and I also came to, a, like, I, I spent a lot of time in reflection because of healing. And because I recognize that I have a, a big ego, um, I can't remember who asked me this question. I think it, it, was, it was definitely one of my girlfriends, but I can't remember at this point who is very fuzzy. Um, but um, what, what I remember is that uh, this person was like, why, why? Why don't you want to, why don't you want to accept what's actually happened? And each time I would hear about <clears throat> um, the ex and possibly um, updates on his end about his relation, new relationship, um, I would feel hurt. I would feel like pain, hurt and angry. And after a while, I was like, wait a minute why am I feeling pain and angry and hurt? Why am I allowing this behavior? And after a while, I was like, uh, it's, not, it's not just me, but my ego is being bruised because it felt like constant reminders that I'm not good enough. And um, that what was sending me that message was basically my bruised ego. So when I managed to tame that part of my ego, um, and recognize that it was it was just me not being able to be humble in that sense to accept what's happened. Then, um, yeah, I, I'm not sure how to explain this, but it was when I started to tame the ego, uh, it was easier to be quiet and be more mindful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and it sounds like a key part of that, that taming process for you was just accepting what had happened versus... And a lot of us do this, like something bad happens or we get hurt or we get stressed out about something. And then we're just like, okay, we got to suck it up and keep on going, you know, fight another day, live another day without acknowledging what is actually occurring in our present. And so once you were able to like pause and recognize, okay, I'm feeling hurt. 
I'm feeling all this pent up anger because of something and then accepting that, then you are able to address the issue, figure out how to solve your problems, figure out what you really needed to be able to move forward in a healing way versus just move forward and avoiding yeah, yeah, yeah. and collecting what yeah. was happening. So moving forward yeah. with intention and like you said earlier, integrity with your value system, with your personality, with your core, with what's important to you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so where did you see examples of resilience or where do you see examples of resilience? Hmm. Examples of uh, examples of resiliency eh? mm, in my life. Yep. Uh, okay, so um, pertaining to this particular story that I'm sharing, um, I didn't set very big goals <laughs> because there was so much pain uh, to begin with. Um, I, I guess I'm talking about resilience in relation to to pain and, and betrayal, right? Um, examples would be small goals, um, learning to wake up alone. Um, that, yeah. <laughs> okay, first, I'm gonna pause you. I don't want you to minimize what you did because you're saying, oh, these are big things, but these are huge. Like anyone who's watching, anyone who's been through a heartbreak knows how hard that is. Just to get yourself out of the bed the next morning after your whole life has been turned upside down. Like that's no no easy feat when you're heartbroken and you thought that your life was going to look a certain way and then from one day to the next everything just turns around so let's don't minimize that okay 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 all right all right okay so yeah i i um i could wake up alone i could uh get out of bed um i could look around the room uh that were initially filled with wonderful memories and like look around and go like, oh, it's not the best, but things have happened, things have changed. Um, brushing my teeth. <laughs> yes, because it's actually quite tough just to go walk, walk to the toilet. Mm -hmm. And uh, brush, my, oh, brush my teeth, have a bath, comb my hair. Mm -hmm. So I gave myself like a, a few like pats on the back. For, for the smallest things. And then the next challenge would be to go have breakfast. Okay, so this is hard. Um, the, the ex and I, we love, we love avocado, right? And I actually personally really like making breakfast for my loved ones. So um, I had a couple of... Uh, avocados during during the breakup I had a couple of avocados in the fridge that I I looked at but I just just could not eat them so I ended up tossing tossing them away and uh, the the moment that I could actually eat avocado yeah, I know it's so silly right no, but, it's not because but, it's a symbol it's, it, okay, it represents okay. something. yeah yeah yes so so the day that I actually ate an avocado was one day that I realized I'm on my journey to healing because I can now eat that avocado without crying. Um, yes, there may be memories, but I'm creating new memories for myself right. with new people, yes. new things. Yes. 
and that was like a, a step up for me. Yes, that's beautiful. Yep. So um, <laughs> you're touching on this a little bit, and I want you to go a little bit deeper on what are some of the things, like how have you been able to strengthen your resilience over time? Right. Okay. So um, it's it's a lot of in, internal work, right? Um, but because I, it, it's a lot of internal work to do uh, reflection and meditation, <laughs> takes a lot of commitment and time, and um, to to actually um, what what I've been saying recently is it's important when you feed your brain. So um, previously, when I scroll, like I'll just take social media. Because actually, one of the first things I do, get out of bed, would be to look at Instagram and see, like, what's up, Guilty. right? So, <laughs> yeah, yeah it's so normal. Though, though we shouldn't be doing that, it's not contributing to our success. But at this point, I think, um, yeah, so, so previously, like, I would see uh, friends posting photos, perfect relationship pictures. Right. Uh, food, you know, um, that's what my, my previous feed would have uh, shown. And I think immediately during that, that period of pain and breakup, um, or heal, pain and healing, um, I chose, yeah, I chose to change uh, the stuff that was on my feed. Um, I started to follow yourself. I started to follow uh, other channels like uh, Mindful, I can't remember the oh, top of my head. Like Mindful I cannot. MFT, I think. Yes, yes. Mindful MFT. Yes, I love her. Yeah. Uh, Self-awareness, truth. Um, well, a bit. Point is, I basically changed the things that were on my feed um, to to actually help me anchor myself, to anchor my thoughts, to make sure that I don't go back, looking backwards. Mm -hmm. That I actually look forward. Yeah. Yeah, look forward because everyone was like, don't look back. If you look back, you're just going to go like three steps behind. And of course, when you're just starting to like get back up on that horse, you're going to trip. Mm -hmm. And I did. I did. I did. I, I also like, uh, I had to make sure that I wouldn't um, expose myself to too much negativity. Um, I also uh, tried to stay away from um, any anything that would, that would harm my healing process. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, um, yeah. Instagram so, would have been a, cure, to, a key thing yeah. that you're sharing right now is how important it is for us to take control of our environment because our environment mm. it, it's what holds a lot of the triggers that we have. Like we all have our internal triggers and our thoughts and memories that come up and you know kind of backtrack us sometimes. But we also have influence over our environment, and so you were very purposeful and intentional about ensuring that your environment whether it was digital or whether it was physical with the sticky notes were were things and triggers that were in alignment with your goals and with with where you wanted to go and how you wanted to continue to grow so that's beautiful yep yeah <laughs> sounds like a lot of work now that we're talking about all this eh? yeah and I, I, I like this too, because sometimes we don't exactly, we don't take the time to sit back and reflect and pay attention to, oh my gosh, I did all of that. I went through mm. all of that. Sometimes we just get so busy and so, you know, focused on the goal. Okay, I got to get back up on the horse that we don't realize like all of the work that we've done already. So I'm waiting. 
I'm waving at Jamie. Jamie Nones, <laughs> my cousin. Oh, okay. She's in a huge. She's like a huge pillar. You know, like when when we talk about environment. Right. Yes, she's one key person um, in my in my life that has been a huge contributor to my um, positive self talk. She will remind me, like, hey, you're you're going the wrong way. Change it. Change how you're thinking. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, shout out to Jamie. <laughs> yeah. Having that um that that social environment that's healthy too, like being able to pay attention to okay, who's who's feeding my soul in a healthy way and who's helping yeah. me with toxicity. And that was part of this process yeah. that you were going through with the Completely. Whole breakup yeah. and then figuring out okay, what what souls am I gonna allow to to invest most of my time in and to in, have that influence over me? Yes, completely. And I feel that this is very very key to building resilience, actually. Because if you don't, or if I didn't have the right support circle or environment, I would not be able to be self aware, first of all, and I would not have been able to. Um, um, to, to recognize um, toxicity, I would not have been able to get myself out into um, thinking, like, I, like someone just wrote here, like, I've witnessed post-traumatic yeah, growth. Yeah, I was going to point and, that out. I love that. I love that. Yeah, and, and um, one of the things that I think maybe earlier, I didn't, I didn't mention this, but one of the things was to accept myself that I... I do have post-traumatic stress disorder and, and it's, it's, I didn't want to minimize it for myself. I just accepted it full on. And then when I, when I accepted that, then I started to realize that, oh, but I can move forward, you know, with everything I can move forward. I just need to figure out how and yeah. And, and basically building the right environment, feeding my brain with the right things, talking to the right people, telling myself the right stories all these are key tools and stuff that we need to do to to be resilient yes yeah. yes so you kind of maybe answered this already but how how would you summarize why is it important to develop resilience in your opinion oh man yeah i think i've said it a few <laughs> times okay um why why is it important right um okay i think because i'm in, in general we're human right everyone's everyone's on a learning journey we're all a work in progress and we're always everyone's everyone's different we all have different values we're all at different levels some of us are creators some of us are supporters um some of us are everyone's different but end of the day self-worth and self-love are very important to developing good confidence if that's the right word mm-hmm. i'm looking at my looking at my post here like self-confidence and um i i listen to stuff like um mel robbins about taking action in life mm-hmm. and and how every time you take action you actually build a skill and then you develop self-confidence and then when you 
when when you're when you're challenged and you have to like get back up on that horse in in my words get back up on the horse then you would already have that skill set and the confidence that you will be able to get up so why is it so important it's for growth and development personal development and we only have ourselves um to depend on and we deserve to give ourselves the life that is beautiful and fabulous and if we and if we um short short change ourselves then time on earth is wasted so yeah we we need to live a meaningful and purposeful life with good intent yeah yeah that's why i feel resilience is important we get knocked down but we can get up yeah and then we can be better contributors to everyone around us yes mm. and that that is like in in it's pairing up beautifully with crafty curly ray she wrote yes different trauma but your healing process reminds me of my own helps me feel less alone thank you and yeah. so that that perfectly segues into my final qu- uh, question as we start wrapping up is who is it that you hope your story of resilience touches anyone <laughs> i had a do you think about like what's happening and when it first happened um i i obviously cuz i'm a natural supporter contributor kind of person so i wanted my story to impact like other women and let them know like hey you don't have to be stuck in a relationship that doesn't serve you you know and and i wanted to have like all these support groups but i didn't heal myself uh, enough at that point in time but now because of this opportunity to share um i genuinely hope that my story my growth my contribution would help anyone realize that struggling is real it happens and we're not alone we just need to reach out to the right people and someone's going to hold our hand and get us out of the darkness yeah beautiful it's beautiful yeah. thank you so much for being courageous for being vulnerable <laughs> for sharing your story with us and so many of us could relate on so many different levels and i think uh crafty curly ray <laughs> said it perfectly like you know <laughs> the context of the story or the context of the the trauma or the heartbreak might be different but we can a lot of us can relate to those emotions and to those just that feeling of just being knocked down on the floor having the wind taken out of us and then figuring out okay how do i get back up again how do i even get out of bed how do i brush mm. my teeth and then you being able to look back and reflect on all of the things you had to intentionally do to get back up on the horse and like you said get back up in a stronger way get back up being wiser with a better sense of vision because now you you could see those red flags you could see those warning signs yeah. you have a much yeah. um you know like if let's say you had eyeglasses on like your prescription got enhanced like you see much more clearly <laughs> like perspective if it an an enhanced perspective and that experience actually changed that entire perspective of things yes. yeah yes. yes so again it's about growth and developing different values and skills yeah yes so we're going to be wrapping up unless anyone just had a last comment or question they wanted to share um feel free to leave it in the comments and then if not 
we look forward to seeing you again. Um, if you're interested in sharing your story of resilience with me, shoot me a DM or um, write a little comment in one of the um, on one of my posts or something and just say you're interested and I'll be um, interviewing more of you soon. So thank you again, Stacy. And if people wanted to um, connect with you, how could they do that? Oh, okay. Um, right now, I, I think I'm on Instagram. My handle is at sugar slight bottom. And uh, yeah, um, one, I forgot to mention one thing. Okay. There's one other. Yeah, I actually meant I, I don't journal. I hate writing. So one of the things that I use that I use um, is that I actually have a podcast. Oh. Um, it's yeah, I have a podcast. Uh, it's called Pillow Talk with Stace. Okay, I just find the name a little bit cheesy, but but it's a work in progress. It might it might change later on, but anyway, it's Pillow Talk with Stace. And uh, initially, I started doing this for a thirty day like a uh, uh, challenge to myself to actually audio journal my my process, my growth process, and it's become um very cathartic for me to have a space that I can go talk at and share at pretty much like a, a journal and I, I go back and I listen to the things that I've uh, been challenged with like days before and and pat myself on the back sometimes for some of the growth uh, and 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 track my own progress so yeah if you're interested um, to ever find me you can find me on Instagram at sugar slide bottom or at the podcast where the channel is called pillow talk with Stace Okay. Beautiful. <laughs> Thank you everyone for joining us. I hope you appreciated this and until next time. Bye. All right. Bye.